Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Achieving Goals Through Adversity. And my guest is Aaron Golub. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, his story, and overcoming obstacles. Aaron became the first legally blind athlete to play football in a Division I game when he was at Tulane University. He was a captain in his senior year and went on to also become an NFL free agent. Aaron never let his limited vision get in the way of his success. Aaron's grit, determination, and effort enabled him to earn a spot in the Tulane team and the respect of his teammates, coaches, and fans. Aaron, Aaron began playing football in the seventh grade and worked extremely hard to get where he is today. His goal is to show others that it doesn't matter what they are fighting or what their perceived limitations are. Anything is achievable with hard work and tuning out the judgment of others. I love that. His planning, passion, and perseverance enables him to be successful. Aaron has paved the way for others with disabilities and shown that the impossible is possible. I love that. I love what you're about, Aaron. That's fantastic that's that's the message that is the ubiquitous ubiquitous one because everybody knows difficulties and everybody's got excuses you threw your excuses right out the window and you went for it appreciate that that's what it's all about you know and you know straight off the bat straight off the bat what do you think what do you think why people have so many excuses or even just uh, the few that stop them yeah you know there's tons of different reasons. I think one of the main ones is lack of self-confidence, lack of self-belief. You know, if you, if you truly want to accomplish something, you'll find a way to get it done. If you truly want to build that business, you'll figure it out. If you truly want to make that relationship work, you'll figure it out. If you truly want to you know, play that sport at a high level, you'll figure it out. You know, it's putting in that time and effort that you need to, but I think people make excuses, excuses because they don't, actually think that they can do something. They don't have that confidence. They don't have that belief in themselves. And because they don't, they'd rather make it seem like something else by making up some excuse and letting it seem like, oh, this circumstance or this reason caused them not to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and then argue for its legitimacy. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a personal development coach, though. I don't work one-on-one with, any, any, with people anymore. I'm the head of a technological coaching company which we're launching an app that's going to revolutionize self-help so this is about self-help i've been in self-help for a long time even though coaching is often conflated with self-help they have similarity but they are they're distinct at any rate most people are not into self-help even though it's been around for hundreds of years and it's a huge industry and you know people may or may not be familiar with it but most people are not uh interested in it and I contend that the primary reason is because they fear failure. They fear to fail. Why read this book? Why take this self-help course 
if I'm not going to succeed anyway, right? Then not only am I going to not succeed, I got to deal with the disappointment or, or the, the feelings involved. So, so they project that, that failure and they don't even go for it. Similarly, whether it be a self-help course or book, where, you know, having knowledge that you might use. And by the way, my app Proficio solves, you know, is going to solve the problems of self-help and guarantee a person to succeed. And it's going to transform self-help. See, because when people know they're going to succeed, then they're going to go for it. A lot of times people say there's a fear of fail, a fear of success. And I, and I admit there is a fear of success, but I believe it's great. It's greatly exaggerated because if you could have everything you wanted, would you have it? <laughs> <laughs> right they, i think i don't know if anybody that wouldn't that wouldn't say yes they would say yes I, of course i would then why don't you have it right uh so it's going to transform self-help because people will succeed it won't let them fail definitely uh so um but and also now i'm a coach uh less people even are interested in coaching because now you've got to deal with a human now you got that accountability that 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 projected judgment, less people, even less people want to expose themselves to that. But with a, a person is just has this own personal um, process, or they're going out into the public world where they're what they whatever they do is going to be seen by by larger amounts of people, like you on the football field, right? Um, You've got to, you've got to, I when you go into the public, you've got to even be a more courageous uh, as opposed to being, you know, more private or anonymous, because if you fail, then they'll, they'll be, I guess some people will be like, Hey, listen, they'll, they'll be, you know, they'll be right-minded people say, Hey, get up and go for it. He's go, he or she is doing their best. But then there'll be the others like, ah, oh, look at his bum. Um, you tell me, you're the one who was on the football field. <laughs> you're the one who went for it. You tell me what that's how that was. Like. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid of failure. A lot of people are afraid of other people's judgments and, and, and thoughts and beliefs of them. The thing that, you know, you have to understand is that those ideas, those beliefs, those judgments, those thoughts of other people don't matter. They don't impact you. They don't affect you in any way. The only thing that matters is what you believe in yourself and how you can put the pieces together each and every day. And so you know, when I was playing football, I was told all the time that I could never do it, that I couldn't play, that I couldn't you know, play at the level that I wanted to play at, that I'd never make the teams that I, that I made. Um, but, you know, for me, it was, do I believe that I truly can do this? Do I believe that I can make it? And tuning out that judgment, tuning out that criticism, because when you're able to do that, you're able to push forward. The issue is most people are so afraid of what other people think of them. You know, I, I give the example of like, look, when you're at the gym, people are afraid that other people are staring at them and, and looking at them doing you know some exercises and thinking about them, you know, after the fact. And that's just not true. You know, look, someone might see you in the gym and, and look at you and think about what you're doing for two seconds and then forget about you. Like everyone has their own lives. Everyone has their own issues and problems. No one's thinking about you for more than 10 seconds, even though everyone thinks that they are, right. but that's because you want to make yourself the center of attention. No one's truly spending their time thinking of you. And if they, if they are spending, you know, hours a day thinking about you, then there's a greater problem there and it's on them, not you. Yeah. And yeah, even if they, if they're, if they're the head of your hate club, so freaking what? <laughs> so what? I mean, is it on your tombstone? Is, is it going to be about them, all the people you fear judgment, or is it going to be about you? <laughs> right? You got to decide what's more important. Other people's opinions, whether it may be totally imagined, which most of it is, or, or 
what you want in your life because that's what it comes down to. Nobody, no one's going to die for you. You're going to die on your death day. And the question, you know, the, you know, I've been through a lot like you have. And uh, in, in my life, I'm 56 years old, much, much older than you are. But uh, I, I realized that life only asks one question to every single person at every single moment. And that's, what are you going to do? That's it. That's the only thing life asks us and asks us constantly. And, and I can answer from a place of my higher self, or I can answer, answer from a place of my lower self, which is yep. fear, fear based. Oh, I'm not going to make too much noise. I'm not going to be too individual. I'm not going to be too expressive. I'm not going to make too, you know, go for too much grandiose goals because, you know, that's, the, well, you don't have to even have an answer. That comes from the lower self. The, the fear-based self, but the part of you that you tapped into that went for it, the part that I strive for that goes for it. I'm going to tell you, man, I said, I'm, I'm launching this app Proficio. It's, it's going to revolutionize self-help and personal development. I had four years of pre-development. Then we formed the LLC, the company Auxilium. And now there's been four years of development. We're undercapitalized. We're two, over two years behind schedule. The reason why I don't quit for a number of reasons, not, not the least of which is this is my purpose, so it makes it easier to go on. But I got to tell you, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, man, you know, mm -hmm. in my life. And I'm not giving up, man, because I, I see the mountaintop, you know, I'm going for it. I don't care what people say, you know, I'm going to go for it because I, I, I believe that this is what I'm made to do. And, mm -hmm. and because I have that alignment, uh, all the sacrifices I make or the uncomfortable feelings I may I go through like frustration or disappointment I do I do it you know it, it may get me down for a moment but soon enough that smile comes back on my face and I keep going <laughs> and, absolutely and, and and that's I mean that's my that you know and so I'm talking about purpose now you were you were a football what, what by the way what sports are you playing now <laughs> I, don't, I don't play any sports professionally now you know okay. I I was uh I played uh, football at Tulane and, and was a captain my senior year. I was an NFL free agent and now I'm an entrepreneur and a speaker. Tell me about your businesses. Yeah. So, you know, out of school, I originally went into the world of finance, you know, realized that, that that wasn't the you know best path for me. I liked entrepreneurship. I liked, you know, building my own thing, you know, had developed a business for myself right out of school also as a speaker. And so I get paid to, you go to companies, conferences, professional sports teams, schools, events all over the world, both in person and virtual, and share my story, talk on different topics, you know, overcoming obstacles, leadership, uh, diversity, inclusion, things like that. And it's led to so much more. And so right now I'm in the process of, and it will be out very soon, of, of creating another company. And it's, you know, called Initiate Connections. And what we do is- Wait, you know, what's the, what's the, repeat the name? Initiate Connections. Okay. And what we do is, you know, create these opportunities, these- you know, workshops, these seminars where me and other, you know, executives, professional athletes go into, you know, companies and put on these, you know, whether it be just a day, you know, key of keynote speeches, whether it be a, you know, week long of workshops, sometimes it will be, you know, six months of consulting on different topics that we work on. And there's, uh, you know, a handful of topics that, that we work through and, you know, have these, uh, you know, really intensive, you know, speeches, workshops, consulting events 
to, you know, help bring these organizations, these teams, these companies forward in so many different ways, whether it be in leadership, whether it be in high performance and overcoming obstacles, whether it be in sales, whether it be in different areas, but that's kind of what, that's what we're building right now. I mean, I love that name, Initiate Connection. So that implies that you help people get connected, either the company helps it or you're promoting these uh, introductions, these conversations. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's an that's a that's a great thing because once you get started, anything is possible. But you got to get started first, right? <laughs> right. There's no relationship without without the hello, right? You got to have the hello. So you you help you you know propagate that hello. That's a critical thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it's it's great. Yeah, and I mean that's a critical part of business is is make you know making connections making you know creating you know making relationships and, and prospering them and uh so you help people do that that's a that's a, a, a that's a critical facet of business and indeed you know in light you know one of the, one of the complaints or excuses that people have is that you know uh, uh, you know i don't have the connections you know i don't have, i don't i wasn't born in the right you know in the right class uh i don't you know there's nepotism and that, that may be, there may be some validity to that, but you know what? You got to go out and make, make your way. You got to go out and meet people, you know, and make those connections and make those relationships. And that's exactly what your company does. Yeah. I mean, look, like I, I, I get told no, or, or not invited to speak at companies every single day. You know, the difference is I send out hundreds of messages every single day, which is why I land so many, you know, keynote events, so many, you know, workshops can, you know, opportunities like this, because, you know, I might get told, no 300 times a day but guess what i also might get told yes once a day so it adds up absolutely and that's why thomas edison is one of my greatest icons the guy who is one of the most critical people of of, of the world guy who not only was critical in electricity uh, light uh movies that, and he said, well, the light bulb, you know, I think he tried like 5,000 different attempts to make the light bulb that worked uh, and, and like took like 5,000 attempts. And what he, and then people had asked him about it and he said, you know, they, about the 5,000 attempts, he said, well, I found out 4,999 ways not to do it, you know, and, yeah. but it's that 5,000 that I'm just rounding, uh, that's critical. So, you, you know, it, it, whether you look at it as a numbers game However, way you look at it, uh, until until you get the yes, it's all a process. It's just a process. Absolutely, great stuff. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll come right back with Aaron Golub. This episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio, perhaps the most common method that coaches worldwide use to get undisputable results for their clients is NLP. Visit www.proficio.io, that's proficio.io, where you can make the changes you want and get the results you dream of. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're talking with Aaron Golub. He's talking about overcoming adversity and going for what your, what your dreams are and your goals are. Very inspiring stuff. Uh, we talked about his business, which is Initiate Connections. Now I want to go back a little bit. We talk, I, at the beginning, I, I, I mentioned his bio, which, is, which was in football in the beginning. And now, of course, he's a businessman. But I want to, I'd like you to describe your personal development journey. Can you get back to perhaps the inception of it? 
uh, and bring us through to today. Uh, you know, just sum it up. You, because obviously you're all you're about personal development. To me, from my view, uh, would you concur? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think that there's any key point or, 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 you know, one instance of when that journey started per se, I think, you know, uh, I wouldn't have even classified it as that. Back That's my job. Anymore. That's my job, Aaron. I classify it as personal development. <laughs> it's, it's more, it's more, you know, what are the lessons you learn each and every day, you know, that build and help you move forward is, is kind of the way that I think of it. And I think I've always thought of it. And, you know, in, in high school, it was how do I, you know, get better at this specific skill so I can play football at the level I want? How do I get the attention of coaches so I can make a team? How do I, you know, not worry about the judgments and opinions of others? And, and things like that have just developed over time into more complex scenarios. Now it's, you know, how do I build a multi-million dollar company without, you know, worrying about failing and, and the fear of, you know, of, and not making the money we want or not fulfilling what we need to for our customers and our clients. And it just develops over time is, is kind of the way I think through it. So it seems to me, you already know the what and the why behind the what, you know, this is what I want to do. And you know why you want to do it. And you, it's, it's practically automatic to you. And then you ask that critical question, how, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Instead of, instead of, the negative thoughts, you know, the, the obstacles. I mean, you, of course, I be, I'll bet you think about the obstacles because that's how you overcome them. You define them, and but uh, but you don't think about them stopping you. You think about you overcoming them. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, I think so many people have this idea that the obstacles, the adversities that they face, are you know out to get them. You know that the world is out to get them, and mm -hmm. that's just not true. You know the the challenges, the adversities that you face are there for you for a reason, for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to get better. You know, be, me being legally blind is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me because it's allowed me to grow. It's allowed me to meet amazing people, have incredible experiences, you know, be involved in so many things. You know, recently, for example, because of my background, my story, what I've done in you know business and life, you know, my one of my business partners and I got uh, an opportunity to go into a different company and, and own a third of that company to help grow it and, and build it. You know, it's not my main company, but it's, you know, I'm very excited to be involved in that and be, you know if my story hadn't happened i wouldn't have had opportunities like that it's just it, when you look at it that way you can look at things as a blessing instead of saying i'm legally blind i can't do x y and z this sucks this is horrible which is what most people look at you know right i have a i have a protege and right now we're studying marcus aurelius's the meditations are you familiar with marcus aurelius at all mm-hmm Yep. Yeah, and uh, he was a Stoic uh, Roman emperor 1,800 years ago. And um, and I never really was into philosophy, but now I'm really getting into a but practical philosophy, not, not you know, esoteric stuff. Anyway, uh, in his book, The Meditations, he goes into providence a lot. Now, I always believe that, you know, there's, there's a cliche that everything happens for a reason. I never bought into that. Because to me, that sound, you know, I didn't like to think that we didn't have free enough, free much free will, or you know, it sounded like that was a cop out. Um, I believe that everything happened for a reason. Often it was a stupid reason. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the reading of this book, and at the more I the more I read it and learned it, and the more I I began to subscribe to this idea of providence, which is that everything happens so that the better thing can happen subsequently and i really come to 
to, to be totally, to totally reject that for years, for most of my life, to now embrace it. So mm -hmm. what that means is that these obstacles, these difficulties, these problems, they're there on purpose. And, and, you need, and you need them, I need them, we need them to get where we wanna go, to get where our, our destiny. So, you know, you are being blind. Me, I'm a recovering addict. I'm, you know, I'm 20, no, 22 years clean and sober. That was necessary for me. And, and I'm not quite sure of, why, of what, what's ahead. You know, I'm just a human. We don't know the future. Yeah. We have our hopes, we have our dreams, but we don't know the future. But I'll find out maybe uh, the day before I die. I already mentioned the death day. Now, hope I'm not being too morose. <laughs> uh, but, you know, things become uh, revealed, you know, and, and like maybe like perhaps and I'm just this is just conjecture, you know, years down the road. You know, I could see that, you know, my story of recovery from from addiction and alcoholism really inspired a lot of people to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's why it had to happen or maybe whatever, you know, whatever it is. And, and you don't even have to go into the future, you know, which is all imagination anyway. But in the present, or if you look back into the past of these problems and these difficulties we've had, especially the ones that we've overcome, we yep. can see there's some journey, right? Something going on and then have an indication or a suggestion of, of where, what step we might go next or what direction we might go next, right? And, and we don't know what's gonna happen because only, our only business is the present day. But you know, we gotta think about the past a little bit. Gotta think about the future a little bit. We gotta get busy today because today is where all the magic happens. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it's, I, 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 you know, just from this brief conversation, I know that you know that. that, that is, that's why I dared say it you know, at the, at, by pausing it, because I knew that you, you knew that. Uh, and that's a critical thing. But, you, you know, did you, when you had the, you know, the obviously this, ob this obvious difficulty of blindness, how did you approach it? Did you, did you look at it with, as, as this obstacle that you had to overcome? Or did you have a spiritual side to it? I mean, tell me about that. You know, I think for me, it was always just aligning, what do I want to do? For myself, I think there's these two forms of motivation that I like to talk about, and it's internal and external motivation. And most people focus on external motivators. You know, I want to do this because other someone else thinks I can, or someone else thinks I can't. You know, I want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And and there are times and places for them, but they also don't last long. And so, for example, like if I go to the gym and I want to you know, squat a heavy weight, I'm going to think about something that pisses me off for the next 30 seconds, so I you know can squat that weight. And that's great. And that is an external motivator and that can help in that 30 seconds to a minute, you know, short-term dose. And that's awesome. However, internal motivators are what takes you the long way is what lasts you through a day, through a week, through a month, through a year, through a decade. And for me, it was, I have this internal motivation of, I want to play division one football. I want to play professional football. I want to build an extremely successful business because I want to do it for myself because I want to prove myself right. Not because I want to prove anyone else wrong, not because someone said I can or can't do something, but because it's what I genuinely want to do. And so when I focus that way and I focus on that internal motivator, I don't really even focus on the obstacle. I focus on why do I want to do something and how do I get there? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, we can look at these, we see all these, uh, we can have these external reasons, but truly all reasons are internal. 
you know, and, and whether they be strong, motivating reasons like you've got or lesser, lesser potent reasons. Uh, I think the big trick is, is what you really got a grasp of is making that, that reason a big one, a really yeah. big one. And, and, and that, it, that drives you. Is that correct? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because, you know, if it's not a big reason, if it's not aligned with who you are and what you want to do and, and, you know, speaks to you truly internally, then you'll never get it done. You know, trust me, I've, I've failed more than I succeeded, whether it be in you know, athletics or, or life or business, you know, it's so many more times I've failed than I've succeeded. But the, the difference is, you know, I keep trying each and every time I keep getting up, I keep figuring it out. And every single project I take on is aligned with, you know, do I truly want this for myself? Do I truly believe in this? Do I, you know, have a passion and, and, and internal motivation to see this through? Absolutely. I, I, I basically failed to use that term in all the businesses I've had, which is really an arguable thing, but, you know, didn't make the million dollars or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's all, it's persistence, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Persistence is the key to success. The other side of that coin though, is, is that that's not, talked about it as much is learning you got to learn you got to not repeat the same mistakes maybe not learn it in so in an obvious way which is ideal but certainly not repeat it at least not consciously or yeah consciously. well so here, here's the thing we're brought up to believe that if you get a d or an f in school it's a bad thing and that's not true so if if you're in school and you fail a test or, or get an f on a paper that's not failure that's not failing that's you got an F one time. Now, if you turn it around and learn from that and say, hey, maybe I need to study differently. I need to take this test differently, whatever. And next time you get a C and then you continue to learn from that and then you get a B and then eventually you get an A, that was not failure. That was something incredible that happened because it taught you how to change what you do. Now, if you get an F and then you don't change anything and your next 16 tests are Fs, well, then you failed. And I'm sorry, like that's, you know, can't really help you too much if you don't want to try and change. But if you take that F and you figure out what you did wrong and how you can improve and you get a better grade next time, that's success. That's not failure. Absolutely. Now, I, I don't, I'm certainly not saying this for any religious reason, um, but have you ever heard of the seven deadly sins? I have. Yeah. And of the seven, pride is the deadliest of them all. And, and I contend that, or the one way to look at pride is that there's no need to self-improve you know i'm already good as i am there's no there's no need to self-improve and i contend that that is the that is the worst sin you know i always need to self-improve not that i'm always uh not grateful that's the opposite of want to be i always want to be grateful but uh that i can be better uh not for self-aggrandizement but i can be the be the better me yeah be the better i thought i'm always striving for is the better me hundred percent. And, and when you're able to constantly improve just a tiny bit each and every day, you're amazed by the compound effect there. Absolutely. And, and that's one thing I learned to do long ago to my great advantage is that because I used to compare myself to others all the time. And I, I used, and um, I used to be very negative and people who know me now, they'd say they couldn't recognize me back then. And people who knew me then, <laughs> they couldn't recognize me now. 
But and I used to call myself Wish Man. I always found myself wishing for this, wishing for that. I used to call myself Wish Man, which was I realized at one point was an anti-experience. I know how it is not to have that thing, and it feels like crap. And I dwelled in it, right? And then I didn't try. Then I, then I wouldn't try for it because I knew I knew I would fail. So then I avoided the disappointment. Then I manifested that. So that was all that complexity of my dysfunction, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a lot of learning and growing and healing and. and, and and, and evolving to do uh and i'm on my way i'm on my way man uh as but, all as all are, as, as we all are yes sir yes sir and before we go to the next commercial break i want to say one thing talking about football i used to play football not you know when i was a kid but i was in a league and i was uh, a safety uh on the defense and a, and a receiver on the offense what did you, you what was your position i was a long snapper long snapper so you're you on the line so I was for punts and field goals. I was the person who threw the ball back to the punter or the holder. Then I would have to block the person in front of me and run downfield. All right, man. Uh, it was a lot of, I, I love, I love being an athlete as a kid. Uh, you know, there's so much, to, there's so much that a person derives uh, about being athlete, an athlete, especially a team player being on a team. I mean, I, individual sports are great. But being on a team, man, that's that's the yeah. that's the goal. We're, because, you know, we have we have to. We're individuals, and I, I and I often expound, and I'm the big champion of individuality. You know, and uh, you know, and that's our great gift is the gift of myself, yourself, to be here in this world. That's great, and you want to grow that, but you don't want to do that too much. You don't want to be selfish. Uh, we're, it's in our DNA, but you don't want to be too selfish. You got to also think about others you got to think about you know the group the collective and indeed definitely as a coach i, I often say or, or especially as it as is pertinent you got to grow the self and you got to grow the ability to work with the others because in that balance is the ideal and the more you can do both the more the further you'll go in life definitely Great stuff. Thanks for agreeing with me, Aaron. <laughs> All right, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with the great Aaron Gallup. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. What is the key to wealth? It's not just making money. It's not wasting it, avoiding debt and costly mistakes. To get the wealth mindset, visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can start acting like a millionaire instead of just dreaming to be one. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroja. We're speaking with Aaron Golub and talking about evolving and achieving your goals and and overcoming your adversity, which is leads me to my next question, Gollum. Uh, Aaron, I, I, Gollum, what am I, your coach? Put Miss Gollum, get over here, get in this huddle. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I was in the military. Um, so you talked about your football background in the earlier years and now business. What are your goals now? All right, you have all that in the background. Now, you, I know of at least two businesses. You, uh, you, uh, I know you, you got your own business, initial, un, um, Initiate Connections, another business you mentioned that you got into. What are your goals now? Yeah, you know, I think everything that I do is is surrounded or, or circulated around how can I impact and help other people? And, and that's the main goal, you know, each and every day is how can I impact and help a new person or, or new people each and every day? Obviously, I want to see, you know, 
financial success in my business. I want to see success in my relationships. You know, I want to, you know, see success in, you know, my body and my mind and, and spirituality and, and all of those things, but it's centered around, you know, how do you help others and, and they can impact. And, you know, when you focus on that, when you focus on the holistic goals, you know, everything else will come, you know, the money will come, the, you know, relationships will come, the, you know, impact will come, you know, it's just focusing on how, how can you improve each and every day instead of focusing on how do I make a million dollars? Because, you know, then it's going to be a lot harder to actually do that. Absolutely. Helping others get what they want is the best way to get what you want. You know, yeah. uh, intermittently over a long period of time, I considered going to school to become a psychologist. Uh, and as a coach, I, I am a practical psychologist as out of necessity, but you know, a BS psychologist, I never gone to school for it. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, at one, at one point, some years ago, I had to make a decision because I got tired of this reoccurring thought. I said, am I going to go to school for psychology or am I just going to be an entrepreneur? And because I'm my company auxilium and proficio, I was like, that's it. I'm not going to throw the psychology idea out my head and just focus on entrepreneurialism because I really believe I can help a lot more people as an entrepreneur. Not that I don't praise psychologists. I do. Um, and proficio is going to, and then this proficio is going to empower people. And one of the, because it's gonna, it's gonna make self-help work. And the slogan of my company is, which I think I, I, I'm, I love, is that helping others change the world, <laughs> right? Everybody wants to change the world. I wanna change the world, but imagine helping others change the world. And imagine if you can help millions to help change the world. Boy, that's some serious change. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and that's what people want to do. They want to change the world in their own way in the way that that's important to them. Uh, and that, and of course the coaching professions, well, you know, the, the helping profession, the change work is all about helping people, obviously. But when an individual helps another, you know, there's a, there's a special reward. You know, yeah. that, that maybe, maybe uh, some people, you know, they don't uh, talk about it. It's just a subjective thing they keep to themselves. Uh, but I, you know, I got to, you know, when I first started coaching people professionally, I got the, the greatest hoot out of, you know, get, helping a client get their outcome. I thought it was the greatest thing. I was like, especially when I was using neuro-linguistic programming and, and, and it was working. I was like, this shit really works. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, life's great. Today. I was like, wow, helping people is really a great thing. And as I said, and I didn't originate, helping others is the best way to get what you want. Um, absolutely. And, absolutely. Now, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this something. I, I hope that it, it's, uh, you don't mind. Uh, and you let me know if you do. Now, you're legally blind. You're still legally blind? Yep. Okay. Can you talk about uh, how much, you know, I mean, right now, 99, 90, over 99% of the audience is just listening to us. This is also be on YouTube. And for those, for those uh, who, who like to see a handsome man, go on YouTube. Aaron is a handsome man. Don't look at my ugly face. But, <laughs> but um, how much can you see? And it has that yeah. chance. Yeah, so I have no vision in my right eye at all, and I've limited my left. And so my left eye is, you know, a really tiny hole, and, you know, my vision is about 22 or 2300. And so, you know, what someone who has perfect vision could see from that eye, you know, at, you know, 200, 300 feet away, I would probably see like 20, 25 feet away, you know, but it's also just a really small hole. You know, I only see out of a, a very small portion of that eye. It's not, you know, the entire uh, area. Did you have an accident? Was it congenital? I was born with it. Okay. 
So now they, it's often said that, you know, especially with blind people or any sort of quote unquote handicap or disability that these people uh, utilize more of other senses. Uh, is that true for you? I wouldn't say that that's true. I mean, I would say that, you know, maybe I pay more attention to other things like my hearing when I'm crossing the street or something. So in, in those instances, yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's ironic because I think I'm definitely a visual learner. You know, I have to see something to understand it a lot of the time. And so it just really depends on, on what the circumstances. Now, I, now you, you have partial vision. Uh, thank yes. God. Um, now, imagine, I wonder how it's like for someone who's, who was, who's always been blind, but completely 100% black blind, when they imagined imagery or, or sight or, or vision, well, imagine what it's like for them. Like you talked about you, you're being your visual learner, uh, or and uh, so I'm extremely visual, uh, and I, I use it on multiple levels from in multiple facets. But if a, a blind person who's always just known nothing but darkness, I wonder what that experience is like in terms of this, you know, Sam's this visual capability, which is of course, and you know, our perception, a sensory for the exterior, but what about the interior that's never known it? Do you know anything about that? Can you offer something on that? You know, I think that they adapt to the situation at hand. You know, obviously I'm fortunate that I have vision. I understand what you know, images are and, and what the world looks like from one of my two eyes. But, you know, if someone didn't have that, they'd you know, have to adapt and, and they'd have to you know, use their imagination. They'd have to you know, be more creative, I'd, I'd assume, to you know, figure out uh, and navigate their way through life. Everybody, everybody, you know, I just came across very recently uh, a poem that I wrote in the in the 90s before I recovered from addiction. And, and the poem was about uh, my cross to bear in life, which was addiction. And, I, and that's what the poem was about. Uh, it was about, it was, I think it was called My Crucifix or some, something corny like that. <laughs> uh, Everyone has their cross. Everyone has their crucifix, no matter who they are, no matter how rich or how much or privileged we think they are. Everyone has their own issues or problems or adversities. Um, do you have any advice for general advice for people? And this is going to be my final question. Do you have yeah. any general, what's your advice for people who have dealing with their adversities? Understand that you no, know, likely it's not as bad as it seems, and and you need to control what you can control. When you can figure out how what you actually can control, what you actually can do to move the needle forward, what you actually can do to, you know, push through that adversity, you can make a difference. You can make a change. I think so many people see some a task, see a a goal, and, and think it's impossible. And because they think it's in, impossible, it becomes impossible. But if they see that task, that they might have thought was impossible and they truly believe that they can do it guess what it becomes that they can do it and so when you can shift your perspective like that then anything becomes possible fantastic aaron gallup this has been a fantastic conversation and discussion i really appreciate you showing up and being so candid great stuff i think it was very entertaining and interesting and illuminating uh do you have any final remarks for the audience yeah, look, if I can ever help in any way, you know, feel free to reach out on, on social media is at Aaron J. Golub. My website is AaronGolub.com or my email is Aaron at AaronGolub.com. And is there any new things going on? You got any new stuff going on? 
you know, always developing and, and more info with my company will be out, you know, on social media and, 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 you know, through my email and stuff in the you know coming weeks, which will be great, but, uh, you know, stay tuned on there, but feel free to reach out if I can you know, help in any way, uh, you know, happy to happy to do so. Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Aaron. I really appreciate it. And remember everyone, we're all responsible for ourselves and we can all use a little help. And with that, thanks a lot for joining me. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.